The second reading is from Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 to 5, starting from verse 1. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea, and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Doing something hard. Do you find doing something hard? Or are you one of those who, who is good at starting something, but find it very difficult to finish it off? Well, I find it easy to put my laundry in the washing machine, put some detergent in, press the button, and go away, have a cup of tea. But I find it hard to get my clothes back out, hang it up on the dry, on the rack, let alone putting them back in the cupboard. I find finishing something really hard. I just normally pick them back up from the rack and wear it again whenever I, fit, whenever I need it. The task for me is never complete, washing my clothes. I don't know about you. And the Christian life can sometimes feel like that, can it? Well, you place your trust in Jesus once, but one 10 or maybe 30 years go by, you still have questions, maybe, the e- maybe even the occasional doubts. You f- feel like there's something about God that you still need to work hard and find out, something that feels like a mystery to you. However you try, you just can't understand it. Christian life might feel like washing my clothes for me and never get hung up dry, and let alone putting back in the wardrobe. It just feels unfinished in my Christian life. Or the opposite might be true for you, because it feels unfinished. We want to do something about it. We want to try and do better. We're trying to live a better life, be nicer to our neighbors, be more hospitable, or be whatever you think that would please the Lord more. And that might include coming to church more often or pray more. Or don't get me wrong, these are all good things and we should be doing that. But if we think that by doing these things would qualify us to become Christians, we are in the danger of getting the gospel wrong in both of these ways. Feeling not doing enough or feeling that you need to do more. Or the passage that we looked at, we're looking at this afternoon in in Colossians chapter 2, Paul tells us that it is because of Jesus we, we are fully Christians. We don't need to feel like 
we're not doing enough or we need to do more so that we can become Christian. We are fully Christian because of what Jesus has done. So I just got one heading for you to follow, but with two implications. The heading, same as the, same as the front page on the service order, the treasures of wisdom, the treasures of wisdom. Well, the immediate context at chapter 2 that we're looking at goes back to chapter 1, verse 24. Paul just given this magnificent speech about Jesus himself, how great he is, how supreme, how majestic he is as the Son of God. Well, he mentioned that how Jesus um, is the reason for God's creation in verse 17, and that he is the re- reason, um, he, well, he has redeemed all things by reconciling all things to himself in verse 20. Well, Paul goes on to say that this means for those who are Christians, those who trust him, are being transformed once you were alienated with God and enemies in your minds, but now you've, you've been presented holy in his sight without blemish. And people need to hear this message, don't we? Paul labors, he, he writes about himself, laboring to present the word of God in his fullness in uh, verse 25, that this word of God in his full form is Christ himself. So he presents Christ, he's content to present Christ to people that he meets. But he, he's using this funny language here that we've been looking at. He started using this thought of mystery that he calls Christ's. Paul wants the Christian, Colossians Christians to know that Jesus is the mystery of God that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Gentiles, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you. That's a funny language, isn't it? Mystery that Paul is using here is a rather funny concept. Well, you, you, well, you could be thinking that um, you're trying to put a puzzle together. You, you get most of the pieces at the right place. You spend hours doing it. Only at the end, you find yourself missing one piece. And you say, well, I've looked really hard. I've done really well. But I'm just missing this one piece of puzzle where I just can't find it. That's just a... And you want to keep it as a mystery because as though... You can't figure out where it has gone. You're just left frustrated. I'll never find it. That's a mystery I'm never going to be able to solve. You just leave it as a mystery. Well, that's not the kind of mystery that Paul is talking about, a mystery that is left unsolvable. It's the, it's the other sense that Paul is talking about, the mystery. It's a mystery that we ought to find out what it is. And this mystery is God's purpose, his big purpose in creation and redemption. And he has revealed it. But people fail to listen. Well, in the context of the whole Bible, we know that God has been redeeming his people, but people again and again fail to trust in him, to follow him. And this mystery has been revealed to Abraham as a preview of the gospel, that Abraham um, seen, has seen this glorious gospel and all the prophets have seen it, but people are failing to listen. But now, how can we today find out this mystery? 
Well, the answer, Paul says, is look no further than Jesus himself, because this mystery God simply, simply made known to us by giving us Christ. God's mission in sending Jesus to us, his death on the cross, and his resurrection is a heart of this mystery because God revealed this to us. That's God's saving purposes and his redemption. So this mystery is not one that we can't really find out and we are just happy to keep it aside. This mystery that Paul is contending for is one that we can be absolutely sure of because we've been revealed through Christ. Well, how does it connect to our passage then? Well, look down in verse 3 with me. Well, Paul completes his argument saying that this mystery in Jesus is all that we need. Verse 3. In order, well, in whom, in Christ, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Well, that's the mystery of God in Christ. Hidden all of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Well, this mystery has been hidden for us in the past, before Jesus came, but now Jesus has come. God God has revealed this mystery to us in its full form. It's not just a mystery, but all the mystery. The, the whole revelation of God has been revealed through Christ. We don't need to look anywhere else, n- look no further than Jesus himself to receive the full reaches of understanding. Well, Steve gets um, all of us, uh, the occasional preachers, together from time to time um, to help us to develop our preaching skills. And as we are going through Colossians here in, in Christchurch, um, he got us to write down a couple of sentences for our, the passage that we are preaching on. So before we had that meeting, I went away for a few weeks thinking about what, what's that sentence? What, what, what's the message here? And I've been thinking to myself again and again, well, I could read verses 1 to 5 without the need on verse 3. Well, look, look down with me on the five verses. Verse 1, well, Paul writes, I want you to know how hard I'm contending because, goes on verse 2, my goal is that you might have the complete understanding in Christ. That's all okay. Skip out verse 3. Um, Paul writes, so that if you have the complete understanding, verse 4, no one will be able to deceive you, verse 5, because I'm not here with you. I can only be spiritually um, be with you. So it seems to make sense without verse 3 in the heart of this passage here. So why has Paul gone all the way to put in verse 3 for us? Well, you see, Paul wants us, Paul wants the Colossian Christians, and he wants us also to contend, to really be encouraged to, to, to spur us on in our Christian life. Because verse 3 is the heart of the message here. Well, let me read it to you with verse 3 in mind. And it should, it should ought to sound something like this. First one, I want you to know how hard I'm contending because, well, my goal, see, see the excitement there, my goal is that you may have the complete understanding. And verse three, 
Because Christ, you have Christ. He is the He has all the knowledge. The, the, he has all the knowledge and all the wisdom. That's the treasure that Christians are able to have. That excitement of knowing Jesus, knowing that we have all the treasures that we need in our Christian life. So look no further than Jesus for as we contend in our Christian life. Well, the truth is we are not going to be like Paul in the sense that we are going to become missionaries. Uh, we are not called maybe to go overseas, to be, to, to be sent to prison, to preach the gospel in a very difficult country. But the reality is that we ought to be preaching, we ought to be proclaiming, we ought to be living in ways that proclaim the gospel good news. Christ should be the engine room, should be the heart, should be like verse 3 that Paul is writing here as we live our Christian life. Well, you see, at the center of Paul's message in his ministry, content, contending is a bit like me trying to put my laundry onto the drying rack into the cupboard when it's dry. Christian life is going to be difficult and we need, and we, we might stumble and we need to fully trust in Christ. And our performance may not be good enough and we sometimes think that we need to do more, but the reality is Jesus, our, tr- our trust in Jesus should spur us on knowing that we can be fully assured that Christian life is hard, but yet we could be joyful. We could be, like Paul, really urging ourselves on in the way to live distinctively as disciples of Jesus. So two implications as I close. First one, our growth should be in Jesus alone. Our growth should be in Christ alone. Well, you, it's easy, isn't it, for us to think of our own circumstances and to, to think that we, um, we, we could be joyful if, if our circumstances seems to be seemingly going okay, but yet we are always... Um, find happiness and joy only in our circumstances. The fact is, our growth itself is dependent on circumstances, but in both good and bad, our Christian growth is dependent on Jesus and not in our circumstances. Even in hard situations, we can have growth. And I don't know what's the most difficult thing that you're going through at the moment will be different for everybody. It could be loneliness, financial pressure, loss of loved ones, maybe going through difficult relationships with other people. Well, while it's important for us to recognize that these situations are real, and while we are in the midst of trying to sort it out, we need to trust in Jesus alone if we want to continue to grow spiritually. Growing in Jesus 
alone, dependent on him alone and not on our circumstances. Well, if we find our security in how people, if, if we find our security only when we know that people are pleased with us or when we know that our bank statement is, is, is looking healthy or maybe that we know our relationship with one another as is, is well, then maybe we need to think again about our Christian growth. Are we dependent on those things or is our security dependent on Christ himself? And Paul writes in this passage here um, as though the engine room for Christian growth it's not in these circumstances. What makes Paul happy isn't his circumstances. It's because he has a complete knowledge that's been revealed to him that Christ is the mystery of God in whom all treasures and wisdom and knowledge are hidden. Well, implication number two for us this afternoon is that Paul encourages a Christian to continue to contend for their faith, but as a community. We should grow not just in Jesus alone, but we should grow in Jesus together. Paul encourages the Christians to contend for our faith as a community. Look down in verse 5 with me. For I, Paul, am absent with you in the body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and stand firm in the faith. Well, that's a strong sense, isn't it, about community, that Paul, although he's not physically with them, he, he's some spiritually with them. He's being encouraged to see how well they're contending for Christian faith. Well, Paul's already mentioned this in verse 2 earlier, that, that the, the goal of his ministry is for them to be encouraged in their heart and be united in love. Well, you can't be united in love on your own, can you? So Paul is putting a stress here on the need for encouraging one another as a community, in their community. Well, there is so much encouragement for us to grow together because Christian life is never going to be easy. That's why we need each other's help on the way as we continue to be spurred on with Christ in our engine room, that he holds all the treasure, we need to remind each other that it is about Christ that we're living for. And especially if you're like me, that I struggle a lot. I struggle, um, I, I struggle with my um, family life that I'm, I'm having to contend all the time. I struggled in trusting in in my bank balances quite a lot. I am one of those who need to be told, put your laundry on the rack to dry and put them back in the cupboard when it is. I need to be encouraged in many ways. And I'm sure we all have our own area that we need encouragement. And as a community, we could be praying for one another, helping each other along the way and one of, the way, one of the reasons we call ourselves Christchurch here is because we are a community that is held together 
by Christ, whom is the fullness and complete understanding of all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Well, having Jesus in the center of our life, Christ in us, in our engine room that drives us to see each other fruits. Isn't that a wonderful thing as a community? Isn't that the most amazing thing that we could share with one another here? Maybe beyond as well, that Christ is the reason that we could live distinctively and spur one another on in our walk as Christian. Let me close in prayer. Father, as we think more about what drives us in our life, help us to see the glorious riches of your son Jesus, whom is the complete understanding that we can have, who has the full knowledge of wisdom and treasure. So help us in the midst of our situation that when we struggle to see Jesus fully, uh, we can be reminded that his death and resurrection um, makes us distinctive in our life. Help us to uh, build ourselves up um, um, knowing that Christ is in us and help us to encourage one another on as we live in this Christian community. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.